I first met Zia, then a brigadier, in Amman, where he was deputy head of the Pakistan military mission to Jordan. It was just after Black September 1970, when, after months of provocation and mounting fears of a PLO, Palestine Liberation Organization, coup, the pro-Western King Hussein finally took action against them and their leader, Yasser Arafat. A close confidant of the King, Zaid Rifai, later ambassador to London and prime minister, described to me how fraught the situation then was. The Fedayeen had almost taken control of Amman. The Jordanian army was deployed in the Jordan Valley against Israel. On 15th September, a parliamentary delegation went to see Arafat in an attempt to have him and his forces abide by Jordanian laws and leave the capital, if his real aim was to mount operations against Israel. Arafat told the parliamentarians that the situation had gone out of his hands, that he could not control all the Fedayeen, and that all he could do was to offer King Hussein twenty-four hours to leave the country. When the parliamentary delegation reported this to the king, he immediately formed a military government and declared martial law. The commanding general telephoned Arafat and gave him an ultimatum. Leave the capital with his forces, or the army would drive them out. Arafat refused, so on 17th September the army was ordered to move against the Fedayeen, of whom there were 70,000, according to Zaid Rifai, dug in all over the city. In the ensuing battle, the commander of the 2nd Armoured Division and his deputy were badly wounded, and King Hussein asked Zia, who had once been a tank commander himself, to take over. We flew Zia in a helicopter to the north, where the Syrian armour, camouflaged as PLO tanks, had invaded, and he took command, Rifai recalled. Many observers believed Zia played a key role in the defeat of the PLO, and Zia told me that the first person to congratulate him when he deposed Bhutto, the authoritarian Prime Minister of Pakistan, seven years later, was King Hussein. As the ITN correspondent in Jordan in the summer of 1970, I watched the storm clouds gather. The influx of Palestinian refugees following the Six-Day War of 1967, accompanied by 52 Palestinian and other international terrorist groups, including the Bader-Meinhof Gang, the Red Brigades, and Carlos the Jackal, according to Zaid Rifai, had created a state within a state. Nearly half the population of Jordan and of Amman, the capital, were Palestinian, and some quarters of the capital became no-go areas. Soldiers whose families lived in these areas stopped going home on leave in uniform. Those who did were disarmed and insulted. The British military attaché at the embassy told me he felt uncomfortable sitting in his car in uniform, waiting for his wife to come out of the hairdressers in the middle of Amman. Fedayeen, with AK-47s slung over their shoulders, strutted through the streets as if the capital belonged to them, and pushed their way into the bar at the Intercontinental Hotel, jingling their collecting boxes arrogantly under the nose of Western guests. The message was clear. We're in charge here.